Last time on Ravenloft, Beholder's Eye, Side Eye, sorta, um, we had met three new characters. Butters, who is what is Butters again? Ryan, tell us what is Butters, Butters class and all that fun stuff. Fairy, hexblade, warlock, noble. I throw his background in there as well because he acts that out quite well. Yes, that's right. And and what remind me was his favorite flavor of ice cream. I don't know if we went through it before. Uh, I'm oh, we say didn't. fudge. Fudge. That's a good choice. Very rich. Um, all right. And, and then we met a, another character named Four, which was a nickname for a longer name that I, I, I certainly remember, but I would like if Ben would say it. Well, it's Four Ipsum, actually. That's why I go four. by Four. Four Ipsum. And, and what is Four? I am a changeling. At least I was until I died, and now I'm reborn. And I happen to use some magic. All right. So we have him. And, and uh, remind me again, if he was a dog or cat person. Well, he used to be a dog person, but now that I'm dead, kind of like cats. I have a lot more in common, I think. <laughs> a nine live thing. Got it. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Um, and then we were joined by a multiple personality character named Riley, played by Sam. Um, obviously, we're doing the side eyes because we're missing a member of our crew today because we're all adults and have adult obligations. Um, so we actually won't be joined by him. We have another character who will be joining us here shortly because of the magical miss of Ravenloft. We'll be switching out Riley for our newest character, and we'll let Kim introduce her or them. I don't know. Well... I am in Aarakocragach, so uh, you probably don't really know what I am, but I am an Aarakocra rogue with a lovely beak, and I'm wearing some uh, purple and green clothing. Uh, my my leather armor is such, and I, uh, I'm quite sneaky. Quite sneaky. Did okay. you say you're a duck? Aarakocra duck? I am indeed. All, All right. right. And what? Um... Black, though. Not the traditional duck. duck color. Cool. So d does you have like the bright, um, the bright like orange beak. Yes. Yes. Very cool. So, what what was their favorite number growing up, and did that change after they went through puberty? I think. Of, let's see. I don't know that I had a favorite number growing up, but uh, I think now the number is. 47. Is there a reason behind that, or is it just a number they're attracted to? Um, well, that was the number of houses that she had to successfully break into to join the Thieves Guild back in her hometown. <laughs> Very nice. And I don't think we caught her name. What's her name? Oh, Dorelia. Dorelia Wintergreen. But you can call her DW. <laughs> DW. And I'm Dorelia Wintergreen. Man, that sounds like some fantasy bubblegum. Um, oh, when there's trouble, you call DW. Exactly. Oh my god, Let's I didn't get even dangerous. get that. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the story was the last time we had Riley meeting up with Butters and Four. Um, they met at this mysterious crossroad in the middle of some mists. At the time, there was this creepy figure there that was um, large black figure it flew off um they determined it was actually a were raven and they're in the parlor right now setting up a trying to get things together for a seance they hired the the group to at 20 gold a day to actually search through the house and help them out in their investigation 
and we found our characters standing actually they, they went into a large uh, ballroom area where there was some stained glass they saw a representation of a warlord attacking a um, uh, a, a knight a woman um, who they learned was named let's see Lady Silva and there they heard the warlord who attacked her saying hey you need to either join me or side with her and so our group decided to side with her which had some ghostly effects on the stained glass itself where we last left the group they were looking in a closet where inside the closet they saw a bunch of birthday um, items like for a, a child's birthday party and they heard um, some laughter and somebody yelling happy birthday Regan and Bastion and that is where we'll pick up so uh, what's going to happen is Duralia will be switched out for Riley and you guys are just going to act like this is normal and you didn't remember Riley so we're just going to play it off every time somebody's gone we're just going to continue the the continuity as if this person's always been there cool including the person who comes in yeah okay <laughs> so so I mean you know like yeah do, but, I, do I get to actually know all the details you just read off yes crap you've been there since the beginning <laughs> <laughs> okay then. How does that work? <laughs> the um, the tooth I gave Riley that allows me to view and see and hear and talk to him. That just be right, on so, one person. I just have to keep yep, track. Of now it's it on, swaps between yeah. people. Yep. It, now it's on Duralia. That's yep. not. That's gonna get confusing at all. <laughs> Oh, sorry, oh, I, I was actually in the adventure and I don't remember what happened. So it's like, what was uh, that hopefully that kind of goes all up. What's that been? Well, I, I listened to it. And I don't remember the birthday thing. So that's that's it's, where we ended. It's where we ended with talking about the um, children because Butters hates human children. They're messy and disobedient. Oh, okay. Yeah. You guys were talking oh. about whether or not you were going to sacrifice the children. Right. No, I was just stating that we have, you know, a point of leverage and a you know, token for bargaining. And you didn't like that. I did not. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, do I? Wh what was that that I have that Riley had? It's a. Um, I think it's one of my teeth. Mm -hmm. It's. It was a gift of friendship that I gave him, and it's just I can do things with it with my class. If you're within 10 miles, I can talk to you for it. I can't hear you back, and I can see around the object. Oh, I didn't right. trust how weird he was in that last episode. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, so you heard that laughter of the children, the ghostly sounds. Outside, the wind picks up, and it sounds like somebody screaming, falling to their death. What do you all do? I forgot what our goal was here. <laughs> Are we just find investigating you're the house? <laughs> you're, you're investigating the house right now, trying to find items that might be helpful for the investigators in their seance. Oh, the seance. Okay, got it, got it, got it. We were looking for candles, weren't we? It sounds like there's a birthday party going on. Well, B.W., do you want to go check it out? I know how much you love kids. I do. I do indeed. They they love the terror that flaps in the night. Let's indeed. go. Indeed. <laughs> And she'll little. swish her cape a little bit and then take off to the next room. <laughs> All right. So you're you're in this uh, large ballroom, uh, by the way, where the, the closet was at the end of it. And so you're in this large ball uh, ballroom. You know it'll lead you back to the parlor or it'll take you to a long hall that you guys were into. And very briefly, that just kind of is where, you know, it would be a, a place for, you know, dances and, and uh, meals for large groups of people. Um and just kind of showing off their stuff, but not necessarily the official dining room. And okay. so, I mean, those are really the options you have at this point is either going into that long hall again and going to one of those other rooms, or you can go back into the parlor. I think I heard the uh, laughter coming from this way. Don't you think so, Butters? Yes, I'm sure that child's laughter is that way. And 
I'd rather we went the opposite direction. I'm not a fan of human children. Especially creepy ghost ones. Sure, ghost ghost human children are just as bad as the living ones. They might be better, actually. Probably harder to silence. I sincerely doubt an incorporeal being can make as much mess as a real child. They have some ectoplasm, though. They mm. uh, spread it everywhere. I'd rather Maybe. not see either of them, to be honest. But I'm sure you two will want to go and check on the things. Well, I mean, we are investigating, so maybe that's what we should do. I can't leave you unsupervised. Onwards we go. So which way are you guys going? Are you going to the hall? Towards oh, the, the noise. The noise? Wherever it okay. sounds that the noise is coming from. All right, yeah. It, it sounded as though it was coming from that long hall. As you enter the hall, you see, of, of course, as you, uh, I'm sure you all remember from last time, a bunch of pictures on the wall that display what is um, almost certainly um, heads in, of the Haver Halvers family <laughs> and uh, covered in, in cobwebs, cracked, and you see one of the pictures starts shaking on the wall and you hear ki- uh, children laughing and then they said, oh, look out. I, I think it's coming. And you hear their, their feet running off down the hall. Do we hear anything that might be coming, like they said? Go or ahead, give me... Like it sound like they were reacting to us coming in or to something else. Give me an insight check for that, Ryan. Um, and Or not Ryan, but... Um, What's your character's name? Butters. <laughs> Butters. Close. Why can't I remember Butters? Jeez. All right. Um, Butters and then uh, four. Go ahead and give me. And you wanted to know if if it was what? Or I would just where if I could hear a sound that they heard. Oh, the sound that they heard. Okay. Go ahead and give me an investigation roll. Uh, or actually, you know, yeah, give twenty-two on your insight. <laughs> so you believe that they're responding to you. Four. Uh, investigation or perception. Go ahead and give me an investigation since you're specifically listening for something. Five. Okay. Um, you are pretty sure that you heard some creaking uh, coming from the upstairs. So you're almost positive that there's a spirit in the house that's torturing these kids. Well, I think I heard the creaking from upstairs. Maybe the kids are, I don't know, maybe there's something after them. I'm pretty sure they were reacting to us and I already disliked them for this. Hmm. Did the uh, painting that was rattling on the wall stop rattling when the kids ran away? <clears throat> it did, yeah. It, it, the, it's like the, the thing of it is, is like you notice the rattling on the uh, of the pictures first and then you heard the sound and it's it's kind of like out of time out of sync a little bit well i don't think we have much choice if we've got to go investigate anyway after the children what is that's how a deep sigh at that <laughs> follows on <laughs> So, um, you you hear the children's footsteps going really just straight ahead. Um, it seems to be the door in front of you. So, what you'll see from your direction in this hallway, following the children's footsteps will take you to a door directly ahead of you you guys have not been to. To your left would be another door you have not been in yet, and then to your right will take you back to the parlor. The children are not going to the parlor, though. They're going directly ahead. So, we probably keep following them as a... Initial plan, so we go straight ahead. Is this the parlor we were just in, or we walk through to get here? Yeah, the parlor is where the investigators are, so... Uh, no, we don't yes. want to go there. Okay. Um, you guys o- open the door. You It creaks as though it hasn't been opened in a while. Dust comes off the door itself. And you see yourselves looking at a uh, sitting room. Nothing too special about it. You see, um, you know, uh, there's a nice rug on the floor. And there's some uh, books spread about the table. This is clearly just a place to entertain. There's some section that could be um, used for, um, yeah, well, like I said, entertaining. So people, you know, you, you could imagine somebody bringing in like a harp or doing a poetry reading very regency sort of victorian looking uh, sitting room um yeah 
Well, this doesn't what do seem you do? like a place for children. Oh, and the, the other thing, just as far as so you guys have situational awareness, awareness, there is a door to your right that you will, uh, just having situational awareness, will almost certainly take you back to the foyer where the stairs are. And then there's another door to your left or two more doors to your left. So is there anything in this room? Chairs and whatever. With, uh, yeah, there's some curios that are put around on some shelves. <laughs> You've got those books. There's, I mean, there's stuff in here, but it definitely looks like a, a place where people would, it's a sitting room. There's nothing above and beyond that. There's nothing too distinct about the area. I'd like to, just, uh, go ahead. Okay, I, I'm just going to go over to the bookshelves and just start pulling on all the books, trying to find a secret passage. <laughs> okay, that's fun. I love that. Go ahead. Give me an, an uh, investigation roll. Now is hardly the time for reading. Oh, no, I'm not reading. I'm just trying to find some some secret passages. I hear about them in the stories. You just pull on a book and click, and then something opens up, and then there's some treasure or, you know, like a booby trap or something. Ah. I'm hoping for the first one, not not, not the second part. Perhaps checking for traps would be a better idea. I'll walk over and investigate. Never Go mind. ahead. Give me a, a, a check for traps. Uh, that's just investigating, right? Or is that perception? Because there's not technically yeah, a, not a traps. skill. <laughs> yeah. It's not a skill, yeah. Um, go ahead and give me an investigation roll. Maybe like a thieves tools or something if you have them. Uh, I, I do, but that's a 21 for investigating. So uh, you're, you're digging through all that, slamming books around. Nothing's really coming of it. Just a bunch of dust is floating in the air. Give me a constitution roll, um, DC 3. Like a save? Yeah, constitution saving throw. Okay. Okay, uh, what did 14. you... 14. 14. Okay, so on a DC 3... Um, Z uh, not Zalara, <laughs> but uh, DW, you're not affected at all by the uh, dust in the air. And um, four, you start to get a little tickle in your nose and you think you're going to sneeze, but your constitution save, saves you from sneezing. Um, so, <laughs> but you find nothing else. Um, <laughs> however, DW, with your investigation role, you see that a um, as there are books and dust flying in the air and you're looking around for traps, you don't see a trap but something catches your eye and you do see that there is one single thin thin black candle on top of one of the curio cabinets that looks like it might be exactly what you're looking for to help with the seance who sees that i'm sorry dw <clears throat> oh you <laughs> i forgot what my name was for a minute uh <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. Well, I don't think you're going to find anything to uh, open up a secret passage, but look at this. And I will reach up and, and grab the thing. <clears throat> it's perfect for a seance, is it not? Sure. Like a dark seance. Well, aren't they all kind of dark, I guess? But You're talking to ghosts. It's going to be a dark time. Possibly. They're, they could be happy ghosts. We got some children running around laughing and carefree, hopefully. Running from some kind of terror in the night. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> um so I'll cast light on the uh on the black candle. Okay. It just just to like give it kind of like a candle feeling even though it, it doesn't actually light it. It's just a, you know, magical lightness. Ooh. So like the wax of the candle is now glowing or what? Well, <laughs> or is it just I, I mean, I'm trying to pinpoint it so it looks like it's a candle actually. Okay. Lit, you could do it on the wick. It would just light up all the way yeah, through the wick. That's the wick. That's what I was looking for. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Yeah, you, you've just got basically the light of the wick shining through not only the wick, but DW's 
hand as well. Um, there in this dark, um, in this dark sitting room, you can see the uh, through the heavy curtained windows, the light of day is fading. And that's it. What are you guys doing? So once again, you've got the door to your right that will take you, you know, back to the foyer where the stairs are. Um, and then there's a big ornate door. And then also across from the door to your, uh, the, the foyer door is another door to a room you haven't been to yet. <clears throat> do we hear the children at all? You do not. <clears throat> well, good news, Butters. It seems the children have disappeared. Thankfully. Which door would you like to go through next? Butters is just going to point to the one on the left. One on the left. Okay. So, um, are the one on the left being the ornate one on the left or the average one on the left? Oh, ornate, 100%. Okay. <laughs> of course. You go through the ornate door on the left. It's actually, um, yeah, very large, like a double door. You push open and you see a great dining hall. There are chairs and cat candelabras covered in dusty sheets. Um, there are still life paintings all over the wall depicting, you know, grand feasts. And there are faded oil marks that look like food rotten directly on the dining table itself. Um, yeah, there, there are several doors into this dining room, and there is a sliding door that you even see that looks like it would connect you to that room that uh, the maybe less ornate, the, the less ornate door would have led to. Um, yeah, what are you guys doing? Do y'all feel like them painting's eyes are following you? It's just the uh, artistic impression. They're designed to make you feel that way, so you feel like you're being watched by your betters at all times. I just don't <clears> understand <throat> why they need to put paintings of food in the dining hall. Is it to make you hungry? So you know where you're you at, I guess. Mm. Oh, you simply want something to eat. You, sit, you ask the uh, servants to bring you that one. You point to a painting, the chef knows exactly which meal you want. A menu? Fascinating. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yes. <laughs> I would like to uh, check out the paintings <clears throat> and see if they give us a clue to who those children that are the ghosts that we're hearing might be. Okay. So and go ahead and give me an investigation roll. 17. Okay. As you're investigating, you hear the wind once again pick up very loudly, and the double doors that you walk through into the dining hall start slamming open and shut, and you hear that scream as though, once again, you're not sure if it's the wind or if it's somebody jumping to their death, but you hear it again. As you were, as that is happening, DW is investigating, and where um, before you saw nothing, you now see a child-sized form seated under a sheet that is covering one of the chairs at the head of the table. Um, what do you do, DW? Would you keep it down? I'm trying to investigate this painting. Are you talking to the ghost that just appeared there? What ghost? Or turn around. Isn't that what I heard? Yeah. Did you not hear me? No, I heard it. I'm just being... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really being Darkwing Duck. I heard what I heard. <laughs> yeah. His obliviousness in the middle of uh, uh, okay. his investigation. So, oh, so DW's looking at the painting. Um, everyone else would have noticed that ghost figure. Four and uh, Butters would have. Well, oh, there, little child. You hear giggling, and then the sheet drops. And you see there is something under the sheet, but it's small sitting on the seat. Hey, go over there and pick it up. Underneath, you see a ragged doll in a frilly red dress, and a white patch covers a missing button eye. I investigate the doll. You want to give me a roll? Twelve. Twelve, okay. Um, so looking at the doll, it seems like something that... Uh, I mean, it really just seems like it's a, it's a child's doll that's been loved and cared for for a long time. Um, 
if anything well, else, though, she... I mean, really, that's all you get from it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, aren't you just the cutest little thing? And I, I give it a hug and put it in my pouch. All right, put it in your pouch. I turn around as he's hugging the doll. Well, these uh, paintings, if they're menus, are very hard to differentiate. There's all kinds of food in them. You can't figure out what. Now's not the time to be playing with dolls. But cute. I bet it belonged to one of these dead children. Maybe it's trying to communicate with this. Butters, what is your, um, what is your, um, passive perception? Uh, it's only 14. It's only 14. Okay, who, who, does anybody have above a 20 on passive perception? (laughs) We're level three, dude. Oh, wait, you're level three. (laughs) Yeah. Let me readjust that. Does anybody have a 15? No. No. I'm also 14. Never mind. Funny. It's God. funny because I actually adjusted from what it has in the book because I was like, that's so low. Let me put it back up. I forgot you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, what are you all wanting to do? You found the, the doll. DW turned around and saw four hugging it. Um, Butters didn't. None of you had passive perception to do the thing I wanted to. Um, so what are you doing now? Perhaps there's something under the rest of these sheets. And I will just start yoinking sheets off of everything. <laughs> all right, a bunch of like, dust starts flying in the air. It's all over the place. Everybody give me a con save. <laughs> 20. Oh, no, that's yours. 20. 12. 15. Okay. With all that dust in, in the air, everybody, um, with the exception of Butters, whose nose is so refined, this doesn't, I guess, have a problem. I guess maybe his... His regal nose hairs have filtered out all the, the um, <laughs> allergens that come with dust. Um, they, uh, the two of you start sneezing loudly, um, and it starts echoing through the house. I'm going to fly up a little bit, so all the dust. <laughs> and in doing so, just stirs up more dust for those of us yeah. on the ground still. Yeah. Yeah, you're below me then, so it's fine. <laughs> Um, so you've got all the sheets off. The air is covered in dust. You two are sneezing. Um, and you hear a the flapping sound of wood swinging past wood, barely touching, as the swinging doors into the kitchen on the north side of the house are flying back and forth, as if somebody just walked through them. But you see nobody who's in the room. Well, that looks like the place to go then. Off to you. All right, and I'm going to stealth my way to the door and try to slip in, maybe unnoticed, to the kitchen. Go ahead. Click the right button. That's a 12 again. That's, I think, three in a row. So uh, you sneak your way through. You easily open the door and make no sound with it and are able to make your way into the kitchen. In there, you see a rack previously suspended from the kitchen ceiling has crashed, crushing a table and scattering rusted pots and cooking implements. A A sizable iron stove is built into the north wall. Several doors lead from this room. And sitting on on the uh, destroyed table, completely out of place. You see on a silver platter, a single, very nice, very well-decorated cake, like maybe the size of a fruit cake, except it's covered in icing, um, buttercream. You see beautiful little roses that have been made out of the frosting that are decorating it all the way around. And it looks absolutely delicious. Ah, here's the birthday cake. Were you looking for some? I don't remember that. Is it your birthday? Wasn't it the children's birthday? Am I imagining things? It was. Okay. There was a big sign, and there was even somebody saying, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. I don't remember that. (laughs) That's that's how we started the episode, Ben. Today. I'm very tired. (laughs) You still can't expect Ben to be that far back. That was like 41 minutes ago. (laughs) 
Do try to keep up. Um, are there candles anywhere nearby? Like little. Go ahead and give me candles? an investigation roll. Yeah, twenty-two. All right. As you're searching through um, the crashed kitchen and everything you see, you are able to find another black candle buried under the rubble of that was once the uh, kitchen table. Well, they're kind of depressing birthday candles, but I suppose these will do. They're really too big for a cake, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah. These are definitely more like ritualistic candles. They've got some some gravitas and heft to them, though. So, are they like pillar the candles that are like thick, <laughs> yeah. or are they tapered? Okay. No, they're more like thick candles. They've got like some, yeah, like some heft to them. Like maybe you could knock out a, a, a small halfling with it. <laughs> <laughs> or a fairy. Lovely. <laughs> you could try. <laughs> we'll see well, how it are we gonna are we gonna light them candles and sing happy birthday? I'd rather not. I think we need to take the cake into the dining room to sing happy birthday, don't we? You don't usually serve cake in and then I'll look around at the destroyed kitchen. The kitchen? <laughs> well, maybe not where you're from. <laughs> but but where I'm from, the kitchen is our house. The rest of it. As you say that, um, as you start speaking of economic horrors, a uh, more supernatural horror appears from the oven itself. You see it's connected to a large chimney and an, an arm comes out that has one, two, three, four el- elbows on it, bending in multiple directions. You see a clawed hand at the end reaching out almost arachnid-like and that's where we'll call the episode. <laughs>